0: Welcome to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon. There are four candidates competing for three slots in the 2019 Republican primary election for at-large Fishers City Council. One of those candidates, challenger Garender Singh. I spoke with Garender Singh Thursday morning, March 28th. I'm at the Hamilton East Library here at downtown Fishers, the Ignite Space on the lower level where Launch Fishers was once housed. Uh, it's now an artist's dream. You have all sorts of artistic um, <clears throat> equipment and supplies here. There are 3D printers here. We are recording this in what's called the AV Studio, which is where there are video uh, apparatus you could use to record video productions, audio productions, music is recorded here. If you would like a tour of the Ignite Space, just come here anytime. The Hamilton East Library here in downtown Fishers is open, and the uh, librarians here at the Ignite Space will be more than happy to give you a tour. Our guest today is Gurinder Singh. He is a candidate for Fishers City Council,
1: one of the at large seats Corinder, welcome, great to have you with us good morning larry it 's an honor and privilege that you are giving me the opportunity
0: well thank you and it 's our first chance to have a, a podcast interview with you and and you are new to politics, although some people may have known you around the Fishers area. So for those who do not know you, just uh, spend a couple of minutes and then talk about yourself.
1: Uh, my name is Gurinder Singh and I'm a blessed American. I'm uh, American by choice. I was born and raised in India and when I was 21, I came to U.S. and uh, after doing my advanced program in business finance from uh, California and then I I moved here about 12 years ago in Fishers. And I'm so blessed uh, raising my two kids. They started their kindergarten in Fishers. And now they're in high school. So this city and this state has given so much to me. And now time has come. uh, So I need to give back. My father used to tell me, first you learn and then you earn. And then time has come that at one point of your life you need to return. And my time to return has come.
0: Well, just uh, briefly, um what motivated you as, as someone who's been active in the community as an as an immigrant to the United States and a 12-year uh, resident of Fisher's what motivated you to enter the political world and uh, and become a candidate for Fisher City Council?
1: I think I will bring the new perspective. Uh I've been uh, in uh in business, in commercial real estate, for the last for the last twenty one years, I came to this country with only eight hundred and thirty seven dollar in my pocket, and I have been blessed, as I mentioned, with my American dream, and uh, I that experience, my experience in business, I have done many budgets and uh, if uh, hundreds of uh, employments we generated all over the United States, and uh, I I will bring that experience and equipment on the table. To run this city. And the second thing is, I'm running is, uh, as you all know, this is a very vibrant city, it's growing very fast. And uh, I want to make sure this uh, and development is sustainable and inclusive all over the city, not leaving any part or people of the city left behind. And it should be more organic and more sustainable uh, development because right now, where we are doing is we are. We are creating a great buzz, but that is for low-end jobs. I think with my um, experience and my relations with those high-tech, biotech, and other companies, we can bring those companies in with higher-end paying jobs in the city. And the third one I want sure. to share is that, uh, uh, which uh, surprised me the most, is that can you believe in the last general, le- last uh, um, uh, municipal primaries only 2,391 people voted. It means less than 2,400 people decided our current elected leaders in the last primaries and uh, we are a city of 60,000 registered voters, almost 100,000 people. I want to inspire, engage, and empower everybody to engage and involve. This is our city. It's for our future generation city and that's why I'm in.
0: Yeah, and you've already started on this, and we're going to drill down on some of the issues a little more that you've already mentioned. Uh, But uh, you've mentioned – I was going to ask you about your issues. You kind of already dived into that. Uh, Are there any other issues that are important to you as you – move forward in your campaign?
1: Oh yes, I've been involved uh, uh, in many issues in the past. uh, I was one of the, um, I was the main member with the interfaith uh, um, mental health issue that's for the last three years and that's a great uh, um, um, perspective we need to get into that and also uh, mental health is very close to my heart. You may not know but uh, I lost my cousin, he was like my son in 2012 because of his mental health and since that this issue is very close and this here in schools peer press you know peer pressures uh, school kids right now because they are going after grades 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 and so many other things and uh, uh, the, that is a very uh, that's another issue close to my heart as well one thing you have
0: already stated as as, as part of your campaign is that you will basically not accept your salary If you elected the salary that you'll be entitled to have once all the tax withholdings and so forth are done, you have pledged to donate uh, that salary to public safety charities locally. And uh, council member's salary as it stands right now is just a little bit over $20,000 a year. Um, many have praised you for that pledge. But on the other hand, are you setting a bad example maybe for people who can't afford to do without that salary? If a teacher or a police officer wants to run for city council, maybe you're you – know, some people have said maybe that's not a – a good president to set. So I would like you
1: to have the opportunity to explain why you made that pledge and and what it's all about. I made that pledge not uh, if you if you're running uh, city council and looking for a salary, that's fine, too. But I did that pledge because I'm so blessed. I am financially independent. My 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 bills are getting paid. I don't not uh, I I would rather uh, give it back, you know, and I'm not in there to get any salary or, you know, any political career. I am in there to serve. And um, there are three communities. The day I came to almost 25 years in this country, three communities that are close to my heart. Number one is law enforcement and first responders. And number two is uh, uh, our defense, militaries. And number three are teachers. And All these three communities are least paid and they protect us and they give us the new direction. You know, teachers, they make our nation. These three people are making our nation, protecting us. And these three communities are least paid. And not only now, any time I could do for them, I will always be for them. You
0: mentioned uh, your financial independence, which is a good thing to have. But to what types of businesses are you involved
1: with? Um, I I started my first business as a convenience store and those areas where people uh, were uh, scared to open stores. You know, my I first started my first store in Reno, and uh, those areas, uh, even in California, where people those were very uh, you know poor neighborhoods, people were scared even to open their doors there. And I served where people had no cars; they were walking. My even to get a loaf of bread or milk so I always had uh, I wanted to serve because when I was born in India there were many times in my life uncounted times when we didn't have three times meal on the road on, on the table and I understand how important that is and that's why I do not discriminate or I'm not in there for money I am more to serve and that's what we started most of our business are convenience store gas station uh, you know and plazas those kind of things One of the
0: major responsibilities a city council member would have is reviewing and approving the mayor's budget proposal every year. Uh, As somebody who's been involved in business and to some smaller extent appointed uh, government uh, uh, jobs, just explain a little bit how you would approach – the budgeting process—a big part of the city council member's job. Um, I
1: will be my—I will always be my priority that our uh, our citizens' taxpayer money is wisely uh, used because I know how to earn even a single penny. I can give you one example: I'm running running my campaign. Even though uh, you know I'm so blessed financially, I don't need to think about it twice. But guess what? I look for every penny where it is going and. How how weather is widely spent you know we need to spend every penny wisely and and uh, in, in, in this Hamilton county we are the second most tax paying city and uh, we can do better than that
0: so what are some of your priorities in a budget process budgeting is basically figuring out what is more important than other things so you have to make decisions one is a priority one I may mean, not what are some of the priorities in a city budget for you as
1: you would Look and consider uh, the priorities you would want to emphasize. My number one is we we come to this. Uh, uh, I come. I have come to this country for three things: dignity and respect, safety and security, economic and education opportunities. And this right. My my priority for budgeting will be our safety and security for every constituent. Uh, we will. We need to uh, uh, use that money wisely. And second thing is we should have sustainable economic uh, uh, opportunities. Opportunities and education. These are the two ones where I want to make sure we use every penny.
0: You list yourself as one of your major issues as sustainable
1: economic development for the city. So explain what you mean by that. Because uh, um, uh, uh, my understanding is right now it's good that yard is coming and there will be a lot of amenities and a lot of uh, restaurants. 200 restaurants will be there. Me, my 21 years experience as business, I own many restaurants as well. Nine out of, eight out of, eight or nine out of 10 restaurants it's a fact. It's a nationwide fact. Get out of business uh, uh, within five years if they are not national franchise. And I, I don't see hardly any uh, restaurant coming there. Second thing is uh, the current re- uh, those uh, the current uh, uh, um, restaurants those been here independent res- uh, uh, restaurants here in Fishers. They've been here for years. We uh, we as a city are not giving them any incentives, any financial or other deb- uh, tax incentives. W- rather we are giving these coming ones. Months, and first these restaurants will put them out of business and then they will go out of business. What we need sustainable thing is and second thing on this restaurant who will be working in there, those will be low and uh, uh, entry-level jobs. They cannot afford a house in this city and they will be coming from our surrounding counties and cities and they will be using our infrastructure and creating low-end jobs and at the same time we here do not have high-end jobs. We are going to, California, I mean, to Indianapolis or or in Carmel, guess what? In uh, we in in Hamilton County, out of those ten highest uh, employer uh, employers, only there are two in Fishers, and both of them were before even we were city. We can do better than that. My experience, my relations, we can bring high end biotech jobs, and that is sustainable uh, um, plan I have.
0: And we'll dig down on some of those issues you just brought up in a moment. We're uh, stay on, on economic development uh, for a moment because another uh, emphasis you have made on your own website, uh, you've pointed to the area of 116th Street and, and Allisonville Road. Now, that's my old neighborhood. That's my first house in Fishers. I was over <laughs> in the unblessed neighborhood. I'm in my third home now in Fishers at this point. But uh, there was a, a development plan in place for that area, but the decision by Kroger not to construct a new store across Allisonville Road, more or less, in the remodel of Current Star scuttled the idea the city had to for a development in that area. Now, the mayor, when asked about this, has said he is working on a number of ideas, but they have not come together yet. The timing is the most important thing when you put a, a package like that together. So I guess my question to you, since you have made this one of your campaign issues, what do you propose doing with that corridor that the city is not already doing now? Mm-hmm.
1: First of all, I want to, anything I will be doing in the city, I will get in people involved. Those are in that neighborhood. We just need to get there. We need to involve in every process. We need to bring more transparency before we say, oh, we have ideas. What ideas? Oh, here are our ideas. No. I'm a kind of person, we need to listen uh, to, and involve and engage everybody. That's how we can empower them to uh, to make decisions and that's how we will be doing. And for that area, we'll see there. You know, there there could be many options because to develop a place, that's what I've been done doing. I've been, in last 21 years, majority of my business is to buying, run down, shut down businesses and turn into a something, a better idea. That's what we had done and we'll be repl- uh, duplicating the same thing. Success is not uh, in one direction. Success are successful actions, not a place or the destination. What uh, All you need to do is you can put any successful action in any form of shape, and you can get the same results.
0: Do you have anything in particular in mind?
1: No, right now, no, okay. because I cannot give any anything without the complete uh, uh, involvement of those uh, residents around the surrounding areas, because they are the one, getting, uh, that, uh, in, uh, in, uh, they are getting that area, and those areas are even depreciating their values. I need their involvement. That's how we'll bring something. You know, if I tell some idea, it means I'm enforcing, and that's not democracy.
0: When I look at uh, your issue statement uh, from your website, it uh, it would just appear to me, as someone who's covered city and town government before that over the last seven to eight years, it would appear to me that you are essentially supporting, continuing what Fishers is doing in the area of economic development. You sort of touched on this, but would you say that you are on board with what the city has used as a strategy, or i 'm picking up a few differences as you talk to me now, so highlight how you feel Fishers has done a good job in developing economically and what you think needs to be done that
1: has not been done okay. The uh, the the Fisher has a good start, you know. It has done enough on amenities, but now, right now, we have realized it's taking too much of our infrastructure and money, and we don't want our city to get into uh, more debt like uh, uh, our neighboring Carmel has. We want more right now. Uh, 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 um, organic growth and any growth should be focused on high tech, biotech, another those uh, uh, companies or or those uh, um, can bring better paying jobs because my all my in the last twelve years most of my neighbors they moved out they said oh uh, we were here for two three years four years for the kids to go to school these are good schools but we do not have, they don't have good you know high end paying jobs so they can work and live here so that's why my focus now on will be we have Done enough on the amenities. Now focus is to uh, bring more sustainable growth. That is, uh, uh, these uh, companies, those bring uh, those. We don't need to go to uh, to get a job to any other place. We can better here.
0: Kind of, a, you know, I'm going to try to get draw you out a little more in some of what you've already said because uh, the city does have a major role in determining the economics and the job picture, as you've mentioned here. But tell me more what you see as as government's role in supporting and stimulating private sector development. Where should it be involved? Where should it not be involved?
1: It should be involved, but least involved. As I know, I as a businessman, I always want less government, you know, and that's uh, uh, that's what it is. Less less government is better. Let people figure it out.
0: You know, I, I do travel occasionally to other cities, large cities, and I've been – For several years, I went once a year to Washington, D.C. One thing I always noticed is that uh, many of the cab drivers, I'd have to use cabs to get around uh, to do the work I was doing there. And uh, many people were from that area of the world where you come from, Bangladesh, Pakistan, India. Many of the cab drivers came from that area of the world. One thing I always noticed when I was in any of their cabs, they had a whole series of stickers all covering the front of their cab. I voted. I voted. They always felt that the vote was important. You've already brought this up and correctly have pointed out, it's been an issue I've written about, that primary elections in Fishers have had historically very small voter turnouts for a very long time. You have argued here and and in some of your written material for more civic engagement. However, if you look at some of the efforts that have been made in Fishers to try to engage the public, hasn't really had a great response. An example would be Council Connect, two uh, city council members have invited the public to come in and talk about anything they want. And there have been two so far, and you could probably count the number of people at each of them on one hand. Uh, so even when there have been efforts to engage the public, it seems that they're not always responsive to that. So my question to you with that as a background, what would you do differently that you think would uh, create
1: civic engagement? What a wonderful question. I was waiting for that. Let me tell you where you started. I was, I was born and raised in India. I'm a, I was born to a Sikh, you know, and Sikh are minority in India. There was a Sikh genocide in 1984. Any minority, like Sikhs and Christians are a very small minority in India. There are about 70% Hindus, about 25, 25% Muslim, and rest is only 5% left, 2% Sikhs. Christians and 2% other uh, there are there. So, people those coming from those developing countries they understand how important it is to, to your 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 power your right to vote you know and here people you know take it as granted you know they are in a comfort zone they don't realize how important that is so that's why for me voting is very important close to my heart because it is't if you cannot uh, change policies by protest you can you can change the people who make policies for you by voting and that's very important. Let me tell you another good example how I will be different by making people to engage. I have been involved uh, politically for the last six, seven years and guess what? All those politicians, what they do when they run, they only target people; those are voting uh, in the past, and then they and they and they go to them, request them, send them mailers, and then they please them to and, and to get them vote. But they. I have never seen any politician who is uh, uh, engaging and in, in, in inspiring them even to register to vote other than some non-profit organization, but I have never met in the last 25 years whose plan is, okay, this time I'm going to make people uh, to register and make people to vote. They are only requesting to vote only those has voted on, on, on his similar agendas. Look at that right now. Have you you seen any any initiative from our government? City officials has no budget uh, 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 where they are uh, they are uh, they are spreading a message to register and spreading a message to 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 vote. And they are only spending money to going those people. Those are traditionally voting, especially you know those are older people. They are voting and then just requesting them to vote. My job is that uh, this is our country. This is our future generations' country, uh, uh, country. and the last primaries, guess what? uh, Less than 2,400 people voted. Who are those? Because about 100 people are uh, elected in this city, and about 400, 500 people, those are uh, employees or or appointed by this city. About 500, right? Their 500, their family and friends are voting, and that comes up about 2,500 people. What happens to those 60,000 people out of 100,000 people? That's why my agenda is to, uh, to request them, to, regardless whether they vote for me or not but they should vote so that uh, they can empower themselves
0: you mentioned politics we have just talked about that for a few moments but as an immigrant to this country i mean you decided to become politically active most people in america your family is usually a democrat or a republican you may every now and then buck that but for the most part our family is kind of you know, tell us what our political future will be, how we'll vote, if we are active, which party we'll get active in. You're an immigrant, so you came to America with none of that background. You chose to be active in
1: the Republican Party. Why did you make that decision? As I said, for me... I, I, I first and foremost as i mentioned earlier i'm a american and i'm american by choice and on local politics it should not be whether you are democrat or republican it should be on a, on a on a particular persons uh, what his uh, his platform is what his agenda is for local people do not understand m- most of the time that they why they why they are not involved uh, because uh, they do not uh, uh, get a lot of uh, buzz about the local municipalities and whereas uh, municipalities min- Elections impacts us the most. They decide how much tax we are paying. They decide what road they're going to fix. They decide all our amenities. Everything is in the city is depend. Ninety five percent of the our daily things those impact us. They are decided by the by the mayor, by the uh, councilors, by our local uh, municipal elect, uh, elected officials. And that's what we are least concerned about. That we need to get involved on that more.
0: And. Just to kind of follow up here, so why did you choose the Republican Party as opposed to the Democratic Party when you wanted to become –
1: Actively involved in politics, my I, because being a, a Sikh, sometimes people do not Sikh values are American values, and uh, we are uh, my values are more uh, conservative Republican values because uh, we, uh, we 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 have family values. We do not we don't believe in divorce. We we are pro life. Uh, we are uh, pro business, less government, and that's uh, uh, we are a business community. You know, Sikhs are the one of the fastest business community. Uh, uh, in in America and the fastest bi- uh, g- um, growing, and the fastest growing business community here, in Indiana, we are ten thousand six in Indiana, and one million six in America, and about almost uh, uh, one thousand in Fishers. So we our uh, uh, our value is more aligned with the GOP. Okay,
0: um, as Fishers. And you already talked about this. I'd like to drill down a little more on this issue because as Fishers uh, grows in certain economic sectors, you talked about the yard. You talked about independent restaurants that are already here. And with the yard coming in, uh, there will be more restaurant jobs. And uh, you have correctly pointed out that affordable housing is hard to find. Uh, This area does not have mass transit to speak of, so the question will be where will the workers come from and how will they get here and there, and and how will they find affordable housing? What do you think the answer would be? Because we're – and I think any community that gets to the point where – Public servants, such as teachers and uh, firefighters and police officers, can no longer afford to live in their own community. That becomes a problem. And Fishers isn't quite there, but it's it's getting in the, in that direction. So what should Fishers do, if anything, about affordable housing?
1: Which is, which ties into all those issues. It's I just a very mentioned tough there. question because right now, as you as you as you mentioned, we city itself is uh, uh, making it very hard uh, for, uh, to to do that because right now, just city just bought uh, only four acres for ten million dollar in the downtown. It's there's another big project. It means. Uh, uh, $2.5 million an acre, the city has put a benchmark and that will even make it very, very, very difficult for affordable, not only affordable housing, but also affordable uh, for the businesses to move here. And uh, in this yard, those uh, those uh, apartments are coming. And guess what? Uh, first few years, those will be high-end apartments. And after that, you know how apartments goes. Those are not sustainable. After four or five years, I have many apartment uh, complexes, and those apartments will in four or five years uh, those will not be uh, those will be low-end kind of things. And and regardless, those in people those will be moving in the uh, apartments. They will be again big, a big burden on not only our law enforcement, but they will also be giving uh, be big burden for uh, the schools because schools are already, we are maxed out. We need more schools and more infrastructure before we have more people to move in.
0: First time you and I had a chance to meet, we spoke at your office several weeks ago, and I'd warned you I was going to ask this question. So this should not be of any surprise to you. Um, there's something that separates you from the other candidates for the at-large election, and you are a multilingual individual. And I have tremendous respect for anyone who is multilingual. I had a ter- I have a terrible time learning other languages. It's very difficult for me. So, um, And you speak uh, – you are a native Indian, but you speak uh, very fluent English. Uh, but you do have an Indian accent. I mean it's obvious – I love listening. my accent too you, right. <laughs> I, have no pro- I have no problem with it but it's it's as, as long as people understand that <laughs> and, and I have no problem understand but you also mentioned the fact that you are a Sikh a, a religion largely misunderstood throughout the world in my view I'm not an expert but I've studied it some and you do wear the turban on your head that is something that people of your yes. faith do, ris- the males of your faith
1: do yeah and I respect every religion I'm a Sikh I respect every religion but people sometimes misunderstand us either whether you're Arab or Muslim and sure. we are we are not Muslim. We are no, and not, I, and Hindu. that's
0: part of my question. I, I fully understand that, and I think people do misunderstand. You are not Muslim. You are a Sikh, and that is a a different. Uh, nothing wrong with most Muslims, by the way. Most of them are not violent. Um, now, everybody, majority of
1: people are peaceful.
0: Let me just, and I want I want to hear all about that. But let me just ask this because you do have some. S- these are obstacles for you, the fact that you do look different. You have an accent. Uh, you have a foreign name on the ballot. And my question to you is: How do you? plan to deal with, though they are obstacles in an American election,
1: whether you like them or not, explain how you plan on overcoming that. Let me tell you one thing. I was born in a very remote area to a very poor family. My mother never went to any school. She has no formal education. She thumbprints, she can't even sign her name. She was forced to sign here. So my mother raised chickens to sell eggs to send me school. And as I mentioned earlier, the many days in my life, we didn't have three-time ta- meal on the table. I had to walk five kilometers, which is three miles, for my high school education. My father raised cattle to sell milk. That's what it is. So for me, in this country, this is the beauty of this country, no matter what. Uh, What is the strength of this country? Because in the history of mankind, in the last 6,000 years, no other country is so blessed where talent from different backgrounds and different nationalities has come and pulled and made this America great. So for me, I think that is an opportunity. uh, People will, uh, I look different. My appearance is different. I wear turban. I have a Uh, um, beautiful beard. I always get comments for my beard if not her one, you know. (laughs)
0: I once had a beard just <laughs> almost like yours, by oh, way. it's very short
1: thank now. You. But uh... um, I, I think this is a great opportunity to stand out because I, I, I stand out out of uh, uh, a thousand, if not millions. I, I, I think this is my trademark. I am taking it as a positive aspect, and people go beyond my. Let me tell you one thing: people, those understand. I meet. I, I've been knocking doors all day long for the last one month, and people love when I go there. Say because. I have one thing for all your question. Being genius, being, uh, being wealthy, and being smart is not enough. It takes a courage to change people's heart. People love, they say, you have the courage. You, are, you look different. You have a beard. You have a, a different name, weird name, weird appearance, and still you're doing it. You are courageous, man. So it is a courage. I am, I am inspired. I am not leaving any stone unturned. I want to inspire, engage, and involve everyone. I want them to vote, regardless whether vote for me or somebody else, but vote because your vote counts. But I humbly request they should vote for me. In this spring, vote for Singh.
0: And one last question, and you've already covered some of it, but I'll give you one chance. Just take a minute or two, if you will. Imagine uh, I'm one of your constituents. Uh, I've looked at your opponents. I've looked at you and say, Mr. Singh, could you explain why I should vote for
1: you? What would be your quick answer on that? Why you should vote for me? I want. I. I am. I have a. I. I want to redefine what politics is. Politics should not be of hypocrisy. What you say, you don't do. What you think, you don't say. It should be a uh, servant heart with a servant leadership. If you cannot provide that, people do not want hypocrites. They want servant leaders. And I am in to serve. Just I all needed just a just a chance to prove myself that all my experience and my love to this nation uh, uh, I can prove in action. Because uh, right now I'm saying I will do this and I'll do that, but I want I am a I want I am an action oriented person when, uh, you know, one, my, my friend, he, uh, he's a close friend of mine, when he came to this country in, in, uh, in 81, he said, this country is for those who love this country. There was a big sign there, either love this country or leave this country. So we love this country. I w- I'm ready to give back in any form and shape.
0: Gurinder Singh is a candidate for city council at large in the May primary. Gurinder Singh, thank
1: you so much for joining me. Thank you, and I appreciate your, uh, uh, your, uh, your giving me the opportunity. Um, invest in Fishers in this spring. Vote for Singh.
0: My thanks to Gurinder Singh for taking the time to speak with me. Primary Election Day is Tuesday, May 7th, with early voting available beginning in mid-April. This is the Larry in Fishers podcast. My name is Larry Lannon. I write the LarryinFishers.com local news blog from Fishers, Indiana, a suburban community northeast of Indianapolis. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again.